So, Black Nerd Talk, we're here again. Uh, here with my guy, who goes by hey. No Name. Hey, it's No Name. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I have some interesting questions I'd like to go on with you about. Especially since you know you're the one who brought me into anime, officially. I mean, you know, we all kind of all grew up watching anime. Um, when we were kids, but we never knew anime was anime until, like, later on when we hit our teens and stuff. You know, this is back in... Uh, the 2000s and 90s not like now where anime is like common and cool and um one of the shows i wanted to talk to you about was actually naruto okay especially since like i did a, i've done a lot of work with youth as you already know that and obviously you know they're huge fans of anime i remember one time we actually had to ha- have a we actually had a conversation talking about naruto and how like naruto inter- at least in terms of relationship you know with sasuke it's like just not realistic. There's no way you can like you know forgive people that hurt you. Well, him and Naruto and Sasuke's relationship, along with um, even the situation that Naruto has been through with you know characters like Pain and you know other villains throughout the series, Kabuto, so on and so forth. You know, can you forgive people that hurt you? So, um, I very much think you can. I couldn't really talk to the, my my youth about it at the time because like there were situations at my workplace where. I was constantly forgiving people that were, you know, wishing harm upon me and trying to, to um, I guess it would be circumvent me or cause problems for me. And I was like, no, you can definitely forgive people that hurt you. But I don't know. I, I don't know what your thoughts on that sort of thing and stuff. <laughs> um, I think. I think obviously, yes, you can forgive someone that does hurt you. Mm-hmm. I, I just think it really depends on the one the type of person that you are mm-hmm. and to I guess you could say it depends on what the person did mm. I think everyone kind of has a threshold or kind of a limit of how much they can take so yeah. it's really subjective so that one's kind of hard to kind of quantify because I, I can't say that maybe for someone they said yes it's possible that might be the case for me but it may not be the case for somebody else mm-hmm. so I wouldn't quite know how to like um like what's something you think that's non is there something you think that's not forgivable um like if I raped your mom would you forgive me that's a hard question I mean I would definitely never allow you back in my life ever cause you know that was, that's like something that's I want to say the word unforgivable but at the same time for me also like not forgiving someone carries this, the, the sentiments of kind of resentment if you get what I'm trying to th- if you get what I'm trying to say like carrying that sort of grudge against that person when you never forgive them. I don't know. That's how I'm looking at it right now initially when I really think about what you're well, saying. Well, it's definitely like a... It's something that burdens you for sure. It's yeah. Like it holds a lot of weight to yeah. like not forgive someone. Yeah. So like I sometimes forgiving is not so much for the other person. It's more so for yourself mm. in a sense because it's like, it's like to hold malice towards someone, even mm. with good reason, it, mm. it's taxing on you as a person. Mm. You know. So oftentimes it's... There's some things worth carrying, mm. I guess. Mm. Maybe just so like I don't know. But do you think it's something that's worth like what's something worth hating someone forever about? Very true. Actually, as you're saying that actually reminded me of I don't know if you remember, but um because it's been quite some time. But I mean, you kind of watch some of the compilation movies, but obviously, you know, even though I haven't watched I only watch the compilation movies, but Code Geese, um, you made you made me think of something of Shirley's conversation with Suzaku. Um where she was saying there's nothing that cannot be forgiven it's just it depends on what you're choosing to forgive someone over 
you choose what you want to forgive people for. But like, there's nothing unforgivable. Yeah, yeah, I I can see that. Um, but like you know, in terms of all the situations I've been through, like I don't hold a grudge to those to, to those people. Some of them, if anything, um, I'm you know I'm usually pretty lenient when it comes to people. If anything, the only reason I won't let people back into my life is not necessarily because of what they did, but because of how likely or how they have been reoccurring how how often those traits or actions have been reoccurring and thus i'm like well now you're a dangerous person to me but otherwise like i don't really hold a grudge to people if you know what i'm trying to say i tend to like let bygones be bygones even in terms of you know we've talked about my relationship with my mom relationship with my sister certain things with my dad i've, I've forgiven those people even in terms of like i said my workplace or just the friends that we have family members like i've learned to let go of those grudges i think maybe for me forgiveness is or maybe the kind of what you're getting at is forgiveness is a sort of sense of letting go yeah. letting go of the grudge yeah I think so because sometimes the only way like that was kind of the thing in like um, since you used Naruto as like an example that was kind of Payne's argument right mm-hmm. it's like you do something to me I do something to you like it, the cycle continues right exactly. which was the point why he killed Jiraiya yeah, exactly. well, well not at the time but he yeah. kind of used it as like yeah. an, and like then an what after he not to after that's it right yeah. so like now you know Payne Exactly. Payne did that because in the war, whatever they killed his, what was it? His yeah, friends, friends, friends and family. Yeah, so he lost he everything. This, so he did the same. So exactly. I think forgiveness. I think it's more of like. It's like a virtue or like a tenet that you strive to uphold. Mm. You know, but no one can fault you if you don't choose to forgive someone either, because mm. like I said, it's very subjective. Yeah. Like everyone's like, at different parts of your life, and sometimes you could take your whole life to forgive someone for something. You know. Very true, very true. But I, I do think that ideally or optimally, it's best to forgive as quickly as possible so you can move on because life is short mm-hmm. as usual and stuff like that. So in order to grow as a person, you kind of have to let go of sentiments that kind of pre- prevent you from progressing because like a, holding a grudge or not forgiving someone, it, mm-hmm. it, it keeps that whatever that thing is fixed. It doesn't change. If anything, it weighs you down. Very true. So, very true. especially with other things that happen, like other factors in life, it's kind of mm. tough. Mm. So, I do think everything's forgivable, but it's more so if the person. Yeah, exactly. I don't think there's like a like a one shoe fits all type thing, or yeah. there's. Not, I think you can't apply everything to everyone. Yeah, so yeah. it's one of those things. Like I don't. I don't think I can elaborate more on that. Like, okay. Okay. Um, but also gets me thinking as you're talking about that, like. Would, could we say Naruto like you know like anime characters are just like with anything like any sort of mythology anime characters are like mythology anime is mythology um, would you say that Naruto is uh, blind is he does he set a bad example for people with especially with his relationship with Sasuke for instance well like in the, in the show yeah because like obviously those characters are designed to represent an idea right exactly so like, I just mean an idea of like hurting like I mean there's so many times that you know Sasuke hurt Naruto himself along with the various people that both of them kind of care about and share continuously you know because of you know Sasuke's upbringing and Sasuke's pain so I'm like can you is, is that the, the method the, the the way Naruto took action is that a harmful way for people to look at life is that a bad thing or is that something that one could uphold as you're talking about like virtues was Naruto upholding a virtue or was he just being a uh, foolhardy yeah, I think he was just living by his principles mm-hmm. that was kind of the the basis of his character right he kind of said he's gonna do what he said he was going to do 
Mm. Like, no matter, like, no matter, despite what anyone else thinks, that was kind of like his truth, yeah. like, like his way of the ninja, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So, ideally, mm. no, I think he was in the right frame of his character. Realistically, that's debatable. You mm. know, it's like, how far do you go for someone? Yeah. Like, how much do you, like, accept? How much do you put out there? That that's hard that's hard to me- measure especially in the, like you said anime is always in an exaggerated it's exaggerated right? exactly so it's like if you t- like try to apply that into real life it, it's always going to seem kind of foolhardy cause, but if you kind of put it from this look at the idea behind it like going always trying to forgive someone that does wrong to you mm-hmm. actually no because someone can argue it's like there's some people in, like, in your life that you kind of have to let go of sometimes right like exactly. someone that does like I don't know who's someone. Let's say, uh, like I, my I, Scarborough ex, for instance. Maybe like yeah. There's there's only sometimes there's only so much you could do for someone before they continually like um. I think once someone's like a detriment to themselves and also you, I think you mm-hmm. have to kind of. There's only so much you can help. Mm-hmm. You know, if you keep helping someone, and you know he's gonna stab you in the back. You gotta have to. That's why there's this say is like you know you have to cut off negativity and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So obviously, at one point, helping someone excessively and, and it's not changing anything is something that's negative, right? Mm. So you kind of do have to cut up. I think you just have to kind of use your judgment. That makes me think of something as we're talking about this because you know they always say cut out negativity, and you you know about the various experiences I've gone through in terms of my my extended family. You know they say you know blood is thicker than water, blah 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 blah. You already know how I feel about those sentiments. Is it acceptable to cut out family members then? Yeah, for sure. But I feel the reason why they say blood's thicker than water it's because, like, whether you want to accept it or not, some people can like off the bat just cut off family members, you know. But there's always that. There's always a like a family bond is an interesting one. Not to say that it you can't have a a friend that transcends a bond with a family member, but mm-hmm. it's like the nature of a family bond. It's just like, sometimes it's like you guys come from the same spot, mm-hmm. or like whether it's like a brother or something or a sibling. Mm-hmm. So you guys have. You have similar like circumstances. Is that you guys are connected in, in a way that, you know, you're not connected with another person. Well, how much that means, that's up to you. Mm. So like I understand that blood is thicker than water, but it doesn't just because that is the case. It doesn't take away from the validity of like a friend that you could like the bond between a friend either. And sometimes mm-hmm. your friend, like the bond you have with a friend, can easily transcend one of a family member. You know, I just think a family bond's a particular one because mm. it's like you, there's something that's shared. You know, like almost maybe like half your genetic makeups with the mm. said person. You know, there's similarities there, mm. but it can be cut off. But sometimes it's like those same similar people are so different from you as a person. Yeah, know? that's the thing. And I've experienced that in many, in many ways, shape, and forms. Especially, I obviously love like my family, but you know, there's an experience I've gone through. Where I'm like, I I can't have you in my life. And you know, they say, oh, you know, only your family can do certain things for you. But I'm like only these family members or these individuals have done x or y harmful thing to me so i'm just like you know what does that mean you know and once again like can i forgive them once again can i bring them back into my life but then it's like because i'm i'm told you know you have to forgive family because family is family but i'm like if this person is going to do more egregious things like than uh what sasuke did to naruto in a outside of an anime context and i'm just like why should i keep that person on if they really if this family member is really only going to cause harm to me why would i have this family member around me to propagate that that uh for uh, for lack of a better word pain yeah so i definitely think um 
like a blood relation. Yeah. Um, these are just the thoughts that have been going through my mind. Um, but as you're talking about virtue too, I, I have a feeling I know what you're going to say too, but I feel like it should definitely still be a, a topic to explore in terms of the experiences I've gone through in work and in terms of dealing with people. You know, a lot of people would say, you know, I was wrong for trying to help said people who caused, you know, harm to me. But for me, I'm just like, if I don't stick by my virtues, then can I look at myself in the in the mirror? Can I really say I've done my best or I've been doing my best or if I'm really trying to change or if I can't even impact the lives of certain people? If I can't change lives despite the things that they've done. I think that's something that's like specific to you. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's hard to kind of elaborate on that because that's your decision. Mm. You know, you choose to want to help for whatever reason. Mm. Maybe it's like, like how you are as a person, you want to uphold your value. So you feel like if you don't do those things, it's contributing to yourself. But at the same time, you know, you have to do what's kind of, sometimes you have to look at a scenario and judge, is it really worth helping that person? So mm-hmm. I, I can't really expand that because that's something that's very specific to your character. So if you choose to help those persons because you felt the need to do so, mm. despite of the obvious consequences that may be, so I don't think you should be penalized for it. You just have to live with the consequences of your actions. That's all. Okay. And then, based off people living up to those virtues, they often say, you know, when you, like I said before, you know, when I was talking with my youth about, obviously, like I said, I can give examples with the rest of myself in Naruto. Even though he's not my favorite character, just FYI, my favorite character in Naruto is Rock Lee. Um, people often say people don't like characters like you know the Naruto's Superman's the Captain America's sorry good bro <laughs> yeah I choked um, yeah people don't find the characters like the Naruto's you know the the the, the Superman's the Captain America's realistic they don't think that people like that are real that that, that is possible that people like that exist but at the same time those characters that connect to the most are those characters is that does that mean that those characters can we say those characters are are possible to have to have people that necessarily you know that are aliens and have like giant cats sorry foxes inside of them and whatever nonsense but in the sense of like people who uphold those virtues are those is that not realistic or do you think that that's um that there's people out there that are like that because I always find like people always connect with those characters people always like connecting with the, the, the Sasuke's and the Batman's you know the very sort of um, I guess the lack of a better term again would be like edgelords those dark broody characters but I'm like why can't we connect with those characters that are like Superman and people don't even like those characters people don't you often say you know I don't like reading Superman comics because it's just not realistic for someone to be that good, especially with all those powers or those abilities. Characters are designed like that to like represent those ideals, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously people are going to be more drawn to characters that like maybe have a darker nature because it's more in tune of maybe... Like the Punisher too, right? Like you know how Punisher is a, he has a, he's a completely messed up personality. People are like, oh yeah, that's... The Punisher's not realistic though. Well, I'm just talking about someone who just but never... Know, but it's, but like, it's interesting, because, like, pretty exactly. sure he, he just kills everybody. Exactly. It's like, yeah, I guess that some, like, that's... I think why it is, because Punisher touches, like, the emotion that it's easier to... Uh, I think okay. because he deals with such... His issues are more based. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's, like, 
that's what your first initial instinct might be. It's like if someone did that to you, like that's how you understand when you retaliate. But it's like that's not exactly the best way to go about things, which is the problem with the punisher, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like although I haven't watched the um like the Netflix series, like I haven't watched his individual series. Yeah. So I actually would like probably watch it before I really use Punisher as an example because I really like Punisher in season two of Daredevil. Yeah. But only because it was just opposed to Daredevil. Daredevil. Yeah. So like I really liked the dynamic that they had because mm-hmm. obviously like one of the best scenes was like when on the rooftop. Yeah, and they're talking about their ideals and stuff like that. That yeah. really, uh, I think, Punisher like that mm-hmm. is interesting. But yeah. Punisher, like on his own, mm-hmm. I don't know. So. But I haven't watched the show, so yeah, I can't. Exactly. I can't say that. So I would say that it is. Yeah. it's like it's really good too. Exactly. So, so I guess it's easier to connect to like, characters more like Punisher. But I think those characters do exist because it's like they represent ideas, right? Like people are designing these characters, mm-hmm. so it's like you have to have someone that. Um, it's hard because it's like they're always trying to do the right thing, be positive. The Sasuke's and sorry, the the Naruto's and the Superman's and stuff, right? I was trying to do the right thing. Cause who would be like okay, who's like uh, the opposite of Superman? Like who would be a character that's considered the opposite of Superman? Well, it depends. If you're talking about and at least with the same morality, I would say Batman. If you're talking about completely opposite end, then you could say like Lex. Really, you think, I think Superman and Batman have common ground, no? Obviously, they do, but at the same time, they also kind of have that juxtaposition where they're both each other. You know, like Superman's not out here breaking wrists when someone doesn't give him information, right? <laughs> and stabbing batarangs to people's hands when they when he wants information. Superman's um a lot more considerate of even criminals, if you will. As opposed to Batman. For as an example. Mm-hmm. So but I mean, as you're as you're saying that it gets my mind thinking and thinking of people in the sense of I think maybe people are drawn to those characters because that is what they connect to most when they go through certain experiences you know instead of you know being like Naruto and I'm going to forgive someone like pain in my life who's caused so much harm to me I'm going to like hate them I'm going to hold I'm going to hold on to that it's easier in a sense I guess it's easier it's it, it makes more sense to hold on to it hold on to those pains like a Sasuke or a Punisher I, I think because the like the because those characters deal with those type of issues in such a positive way, there's like a whole slew of emotions that are not addressed. Interesting. So, so it's like, because everyone knows it's Maybe. like if someone does something to you, it's like, forgive them. Mm. You know, or oh, I have to be this way. But oftentimes, like, especially when, you're jaded and stuff. Yeah, I guess so. It's like with things that you go through in life and stuff, mm. oftentimes it's not so... Black and white. Yeah, so it's like, I think because he's such a, I guess, more like a white character where it's, white meaning not exactly in the literal sense but more so on the good side and the yeah. positive aspect it's stuff like it's good to it lacks shade yeah where it's like and I think that's where the disconnect is is because that's not what every day is like and I think that's why it's not so much that like the the values like people don't agree with it it's just it doesn't reflect real life sometimes because mm-hmm. the majority of life is like you struggle to a certain extent yeah. like we all have like, like good days and bad days and mm-hmm. some days more bad than good and I think people connect with more with the negativity of like certain characters is because it's just more relatable hmm. so I think I think that's maybe the more issue with Superman. and there are people that are like sure there's people that have traits like Superman who are super uberly mm-hmm. positive and stuff like that mm-hmm. sure they exist but maybe sometimes unfortunately that's not as interesting or maybe mm-hmm. just not a reflection of like what's most people's reality is 
And as you're saying, that makes me think of, you know, as those characters don't reflect, like, their emotions, I guess. Their, their, I guess their virtues can apply to real world, but, like, their their situations can be quite applicable. Maybe that's why people always like those stories, like, you know, Kingdom Come when Lois is killed and Superman gives up on humanity. Or, like, um, Injustice, we all know about Injustice, both the combo and the game, where, you know, Lois is killed and Superman just becomes a tyrant. Or, in, or finally, Captain America, where, uh, what's it called, Secret Empire, where he just becomes, once again, a dictator. He's like, yeah, people don't know how to appreciate freedom. They want to be told what to do, so I'll be that person. Yeah, I find maybe because there's the, it feels like there's more depth in those type mm-hmm. of characters. So I think they explore like more emotions that we don't we feel every day, but maybe we don't explore as much mm-hmm. because it's more on the negative aspect. Yeah. Because so, everyone kind of knows, like, especially like in school, like in science, like you know, like what's the right thing to do. Mm. Oh, this is what you're supposed to be. Do good, you know. Help the people around you. Strive for that. And yes, that's and everyone kind of knows those things. I guess, mm. but I guess in comics where the characters are a little bit don't have, like they still have those things, but mm. they operate more in a gray area. I think mm. that just hits home more. Mm. That also gets me thinking because you also got me thinking of another of another. <laughs> version of Captain America would be Captain America in the Marvel Cinematic Universe you know how he first started and he was very unlikable you know when he first started in his first adventure in World War II in 1945 people thought he was corny and boring but you saw that begin has begun to shift with each subsequent movie to the point where like he's seen on the same tier as Iron Man where like you know it was like Iron Man and like the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and now that you know after Endgame and even all the other and even the movies that preceded that you know Captain America and Iron Man were always the guys you know and it makes me think of like we saw how Captain America started off as you know like the the the, t- the the proper soldier, the guy who followed orders and so on and so forth. And you saw how that shifted, you know, in Avengers where he's like, you know, Shield is kind of iffy right now. They're kind of keeping information from me to you know Winter Soldier, where you really saw that you know flip, and people are like, yo, Captain America's awesome. Well, maybe that maybe that's more of a testament to why those type of characters like Superman or like Naruto mm. or like Captain America, like you see like. It's not realistic. Oh so no, but that's what I'm getting. People like like that, and people unlike the comics where you don't actually get to see Captain America go through those transitions. You actually see Captain America go from like, I'm gonna be a symbol to my country to like you know, in his first movies and the first Avengers movies to, I'm not gonna wear the shield. I'm gonna rip everything off my uniform, and I'm just I'm just doing my own thing, and I'm following my own morals. I'm not really I don't trust anymore. I've I've changed. I'm still gonna kind of uphold those same values. But I'm doing it in a different way. Maybe that's something that... So he's more edgy. I guess, yeah. Edgy, in a sense. He's so actually kind of ironic. So I, guess, I guess that kind of answers that in a way. Yeah. So it's like... Characters are like that, but I guess they're just not as entertaining. Mm. Maybe it's just... sadly boring, maybe. Mm. Or predictable. Mm. So I, I, I think... People just like... The gray area. Mm. That really clarified, because like I said, I've never understood why, like, you know, it took so long for people to really appreciate Captain America. And I mean, he's always more or less the same in the comics, too. But obviously, like I, I had a conversation with Gabriel about it, unlike the comics, um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has a very different way of storytelling, where there's like a definitive end, you know, to all their stories. There's an end point where the actor is like, I'm not doing any more movies. And or the character is dead. And... Like in the case of Iron Man, and you know, it's not like you know Iron Man's gonna come back in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and it's gonna reset like he's 
dead dead he, he's gone through his journey he's gone through 85 armors Steve too Steve Rogers like they all have like a sort of definitive end and that's what made like the story a lot more compelling there's not sort of like a, a retcon or a reboot of the characters like there's a there's a beginning there's a definitive beginning point there's a definitive end point and I thought that really made people connect with the Marvel Cinematic Universe more than possibly the comics and the Elseworld comics you know like the Elseworld comics like you know like Injustice and Kingdom Come where you know some some there's a definitive end and beginning and end to those stories it's not like an ongoing comic series they end yeah, like I think character resolution is important, and also just the medium too, right? Mm-hmm. It's like kind of the same thing like with anime. A lot more people probably watch anime than they read manga, mm-hmm. so it's the same thing with the comics. It's yeah. just it's easier to see. Although it's like a lot of the source material is really good in its own way, but it's like it's more um, accessible to kind of and maybe because of like in an anime or in a movie it's like there's so many other factors going on you know you have the scenes you have the action you have the characters you have characters who bring out those characters yeah. you have verbal you have sound it's like it's more stimulating yeah whereas if you have to read it mm-hmm. it's good like you internalize it in your own way yeah so and it, which is why and I think Marvel has done a good job of pandering to both in a sense like also. of like of the casual person who really doesn't really follow comics yeah. to the people who do read comics and stay faithful to the material for the most part mm-hmm. and you can see things that are like in the movies that are derived really from the comics very true very true and I think DC has a hard time with that oddly like, enough because their comics are really good yeah so it's like I just I think they try to appease more to minus Batman mm-hmm. but it's like they try to like appease more to like a more casual audience I think it's only now in recent times they've kind of but I guess because Marvel's kind of giving them a template to, to follow. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I guess they're, they're adapting. Although I haven't watched most of the... Like, the I would definitely say what speak. you're talking about. You made me think of Shazam. Because Shazam, like, even just the trailer, you know, when Comic-Con and everything happened last year, like, and just seeing the trailer, like, literally it took so much from volume one of Shazam from Jeff Johns, which is from DC 52. And I was just like, wow, they literally just took that, which is a really good comic, and they like, movie. Yeah, I, even as I watched them, I'm like they literally just took it. Obviously, it's not literally the same thing. Like certain scenes in the comics didn't happen exactly in the movie. It happened in a different place in the movie. Kind of like what the Russo brothers do with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, as you're saying. Like they'll take certain scenes, but they'll apply it differently. They're not gonna literally rip it off a page. They're gonna take aspects of it, and that's definitely what they did with Shazam. And Shazam is a really good movie. I didn't watch it. But... Yeah gotta watch it at some point along with um um along with Aquaman so yeah I didn't watch that either I'm a little behind on the some of the movies there well I'm not living with you so I'm not living in the same city as you so obviously you're gonna be lacking yeah um, I wait for Netflix <laughs> I'm a casual um, watcher I'm consuming casually <laughs> inconvenient sadly but uh you also made me think of the fact that based off like you know the beginning and short end of things you're making me think of how people prefer people don't like long-term animes people don't like watching series like one piece and now and naruto and bleach and uh and you actually prefer like you know the shows that are like 26 27 episodes 13 episodes you know that's 13 episodes is a thing now because the production of anime is higher like people i think the jojo's it, mm-hmm. i think that depends too i think that, i guess the casual watchers i think right now the the main thing for anime right mm-hmm. now is accessibility Okay. In a sense, like, if Crunchyroll had all the animes that... Because Crunchyroll, like, they have most animes, but they don't have all animes. I feel like if, like, 
Crunchyroll and even Netflix has had more of like the animes that people watch. Mm-hmm. And not that they don't have that, but like they really expand on it. But like the main ones, mm. like the big titles, like if Netflix had JoJo, mm. a lot of people would watch JoJo because it's like it's just more accessible. Yes, and I think that's they it. have a bit of JoJo on it, but they don't have. I think they have up to the end. They got to, like I think they have like, up, up to, to sub- season two. Yeah, they have. They have start. They have. They have all the Stardust Crusaders. Yeah, and they're going and after that. Like yeah. if they could keep up like the way that. Like, as soon as Japan releases it, mm-hmm. and then they would get the shows and then they stream it, like, mm-hmm. it would increase the audience. But I guess there has to be a demand for that, too. Mm. So it depends. But I think right now it's, like, being... Like, we stream everything now, right? Before, yeah. it was, like, you downloaded your anime, or you I watched I still download. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but now it's, like, if, like, if I don't find it on Crunchyroll, it's, like, mm. it's very rare that I'm going to go search and download it. Yeah. You know? But, fortunately, they do a good job there. Yeah. But I think where it's, like, it's accessibility that's really out there right now. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, like I said, I just noticed that like people like short shows. Cause I know like when people talk about like Naruto and like um, One Piece, or even like when they say you know they don't want to watch anime, like, oh it's too long, and I'm like no, it it depends honestly on the show. And usually when I give them like a show like you know Death Note, which I think is like thirty seven episodes, or like Black Cat, and like um, Guilty Crown, they're like twenty two, twenty six episodes. People are like oh okay, well maybe I'll actually like you know check the show off. It's a lot to put into too, right? Yeah. And like a show like One Piece too, like unless like you can get into it, mm. but like unless you've like you've been with it since kind of like when it's not 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 anyone's fall mm. One Piece as it started in like, yeah. ninety eight. Yeah, so. Ninety nine. So it's like a lot of it now it's like if to go back and watch a few episodes, it's a lot to go through. Yes. So it's a lot of time to uh, put into it. So hard to follow even now I, I don't even watch the show anymore it's like I just kind of keep up to date with whatever it's in the, the manga so mm. it depends and then like sometimes it's easier to just get into shows 20 episodes at least I don't know it really depends on the show man yeah true true I agree because um, the times have changed too right like how we consume anime who's consuming like the, anime like the seasons like how they have seasons of shows now which is really changing it makes I think doing seasons now just like western tv shows and like bbc television series um it's made anime a lot more palatable because now you don't have to deal with fillers like now you can literally go yeah get a a, a good series and then just like you know if you're watching like just like if you're watching um you know like one of my favorite live action shows luther or like uh, Mr. Robot you get like a whole season and then you know they'll be like oh you know six months from now we're gonna do season two and that gives you like a whole series except you know in certain animes like um, Attack on Titans is the only one I can think of and um, uh, Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works where you know the, the show's cut even though it's like 26 episodes or whatever they cut it in half where it's 13 13 but you're still getting like you know a good season yeah Man, anime seasons are short now but yeah because the cost of production is so much more now exactly and because, like I said, people don't like fillers. That's better, I mean, because fillers are not fun, man. I think fillers is what killed some of the old big three, you know? It's like, Naruto got hurt a lot from fillers. Yeah, I think we all fell Bleach off of Naruto after... destroyed by fillers. Yes. Although Bleach had its own issues. It's yes, like, but uh, Kuo being forced to keep making the show. Yeah, other things. Know, it's like, uh, after, like... Like, the first arc was kind of, like... It was okay, but the second one is what really like the whole Soul Society arc. Yeah, it's probably the best arcs of Bleach. Exactly. And it was just they couldn't follow it. Not, not that they're following arcs were bad, but it got really repetitive. 
So Bleach had its own issues why it didn't really follow through. Yeah. Apparently like, he wanted to end it at Soul Society. Which would make sense, but then there was like because it got such a Oh, so much so much people connected with Bleach you know yeah. and it's like it had so many interesting characters and there was so much of the world that was so unexplored yeah, so yeah. this day there's some characters that you don't know what their bunkai's are you know? exactly like they didn't really uh, explore them which actually gets me thinking now in terms of once again you know the relatability and you know the long term and the short term thing like a lot of the I think a lot of the issues that str- that Bleach struggled with is that the characters lacked depth often and not they're really cool but like once the show got ex- further to a certain point it was lacking death. It was just like, yo, this character is still doing the same thing. Or these characters are still doing the same thing. Yeah. I guess like, so. for instance, like, Soifun. Um, the, the, the Asian, the clearly Chinese... Um, it's racist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're, they always have, like, a clearly Chinese character in anime. And, like, um, Soifun was that. I can't remember what division leader, what division captain she was, but, like... Two, bro. It was two? Yeah. And, like, you know, she's fighting Baragon, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah she's fighting Baragon the the espada who controls time and death and she literally waited until she lost her left arm before she's like you know what maybe i guess i'll use my bunkai even though it's not elegant and she kills it in one hit and it's just like fam you're still going through this where you don't release your bunkai at the beginning of the fight that's just anime tropes one oh one that that's true that's true but like that's you know shonen tropes, they're 45 bro. she's like 45 in fights in the series unlike other shows obviously still happens in other shows except for like a character that's like a series that's like very much like not like that, which would be like Hunter Hunter, but they like, I'll kill you right at the beginning. All <laughs> <laughs> right, got like Hunter and this deconstruction showing in the exactly. And kind of Jojo too. Jojo like your character might just die. Like the fight might just end in the first fifteen seconds. You're like, oh. <laughs> right. And I think that's one of the things that um, kind of hurt um, Bleach in a sense. Like you know Ichigo. Like I remember watching a YouTube video and they're talking about Ichigo and Ichigo's like, well, who is Ichigo? Like who is he? Like what makes him so interesting? What makes him so compelling as a character? And but like, I think Ichigo's cool up until Soul Society. After that, I'm just like, bro, you're you have a new DNA every time you're about to die. Right. Every time, like it's it, literally every race in that show. Exactly, and uh, I think that. Um, well, you gotta. I think that's why One Piece is interesting, or even like JoJo, right? They have like, such a long timeline and they. The world is interesting. I think world building is really important mm-hmm. in anime. So, some shows can establish that really well. And mm-hmm. That's why it's sometimes when I find like thirteen episode animes, it's hard to really do the world building because Iron Blooded Fortress. Iron Blooded Fortress. Yeah, Kabane no. Oh, but that was like the poor man's Attack on Titan. Like, yeah, you kind of knew that. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of hard, you know. Mm. So it's like, and even Attack on Titan, like in recent times, like I said, that show like. Like, what really hurts it was just the time that it took mm. off, you know? Because it yeah. had an interesting premise. Exactly. You know, it's like, it grabbed your attention, but then they waited too long. Mm. So, and now it's like, as it's, it's continuing with its seasons, it's actually mm. really well done. But no one's really talking about it as much as it should, you know? Yes. Um, I'm going to be actually jumping on it because you, like, literally convinced me to check it out now. Oh, yeah, man. Especially, like, the recent arc, it mm. just it just finished. And now mm. it's like, um, well, not, it's not finishing, but it's towards its end. Mm. And now they're really getting into like it's a climax. Mm-hmm. Now you're finally getting the answers you wanted to know from before, you know. Mm. Without, but the thing is, like, it's hard not to come against spoilers with manga and like how the anime community mm. is online and stuff. Mm. So it's like for the as much as you could to avoid the spoilers, because a lot of people just read the manga at this mm. point, so mm-hmm. they kind of know what's going on. But for like just the anime only, mm-hmm. they're finally answering. But that's the thing. It's like what. 
why wait so long to get those answers? That's a problem, exactly. right? Say, what, six years, five years to get the answer? Yeah, why the much. world is like that? Yeah, I mean, like, you got me on the show at 2013. We're in 2019. And the show's only at season three. Yeah, they're just answering. But then yeah. again, it's like, obviously, you understand the break because, like, the source material and yeah. stuff like that. But still. Yeah. But another show that's really good that um, really caught me off guard is... Um, and on the second one it was like Promised Neverland yes I actually started watching that it was really good man yeah. it's like um, for like a new like a new shonen title yeah. I guess like I don't know if it's really shonen but I don't know what category you would put it into probably but... like it's probably horror shonen right? which is the same category as like Attack on Titans and uh, Tokyo Ghoul which is another show I need to get on but they, Tokyo Ghoul is like um, it's hard because the first season was really good mm-hmm. and then they, they have a hard time like they had a really hard time adapting it like mm-hmm. the manga mm-hmm. is a lot better than the show mm-hmm. so it's, it's kind of on that berserk side where it's like it's really good mm-hmm. and then I heard like how it ended Tokyo Ghoul is like some people aren't too happy about it either mm-hmm. yeah so I heard about that around. yeah so yeah it sucks but it had like a lot of premise you know mm-hmm. had a lot of stuff they could they do wrong but mm-hmm. so far Promise Neverland is really good mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking I'm very it's, it's just a lot of time I watch it where, like I'm really curious about where it goes same like I like there's a lot of questions that you have yeah. like Attack on Titan you're just like what's going on like why is it 2040 what are those things at the end of the first yeah. episode and it's like the characters you already get the established like the, each three characters are the principal characters exactly they made different. it very clear at the beginning they did it honestly the narrative for that was really well done really well I was like okay right I can have fun with this right um but yeah, going back on what you're saying about, you know, in terms of long term and forgiveness, I really, I think that the, the first arc of the time skip in One Piece handled the concept of forgiveness and acceptance probably better than like whatever was done in Naruto and many other um, anime and comics and manga in the sense of like the Fishman arc. That was all about forgiveness. That was like, not me. First of all, we had like the beginning, you know, where Arlong took over you know, Nami's Island. Why? Because of what Arlong went through and what he saw human beings do to, what's his name? Fisher Tiger? Yeah. And how that hurt her. And that was, that was Arlong holding on to pain and hate. And that's what caused him to become so, he became the very thing he hated towards humans, mm-hmm. where he was oppressing them. And you could see Luffy beat him. And then, you know, we go into the first arc of um, the, the post time skip in, our, in uh, One Piece. And, Nami is now exposed to Fishman and she found out this is why Arlong did what he did is because of the pain he went through and it took some time for her to really understand that and to kind of I guess you could say get to a point where she forgave Arlong and I mean no one really contested that unlike you know Naruto where people like oh like there's no way that can happen but you know Nami you can still she has that pain but at the same time we were able to see and which is interesting because you know one piece is like stupid long mm-hmm. But they're still able to to convey those same messages of forgiveness and understanding that, you know, Naruto wasn't able to do. And they still have that greater depth of personality. And I guess maybe that's what it comes down to, right? In terms of, like, Nami being a very complex character. Yeah, but I think that's easier to do because of One Piece. I, I, would, I didn't even think about any of that when mm-hmm. I was watching the, that arc. Okay. Like, that arc felt like it was just, like... Um, Although it had its own, like, it was just more to kind of show Show off, exactly, like, yeah. I mean, definitely, definitely, yeah, but definitely. at the same time, if you want to look at, isolate just the arc itself, I didn't think about that. Yeah. But I think it's easier for One Piece to kind of draw those comparisons because it's, they really focus on the characters themselves. Like, it's a very character-driven show. So, so would you like, say, like, yeah, I was about to ask you, so... Not as that Naruto isn't, but it's like, 
I think I find One Piece balances out a lot with um, like they develop all their characters mm. and then they really focus on the world building mm-hmm. so they you can it's easier to draw those plots easier than Naruto where it's like their first season they kind of had a more well balanced for the first arc of Naruto like the up until like the first fight with Naruto and Sasuke and then he leaves when they're mm-hmm. kids pretty good like I, I feel like all the characters for the most part were fairly developed mm-hmm. and then Shippuden it kind of just they just kind of scrapped that whole thing all together and it's like if you didn't have a shotgun, gun you didn't matter you know or, or you, like Naruto exactly and you're related to Naruto or you're marrying him yeah so that's why it hurt so it's, it's it was harder for that show to kind of like express those themes when it's like they really narrowed kind of their I guess their reach because mm. like if you didn't connect with Naruto or Sasuke it's like mm. you didn't really have a character essentially it made, it, the show turned into a dichotomy where you know just for for those that don't know that kind of is when a show is focused on two characters and the show moves forward based on those two characters so example would be like Kogi's with like Lucian Suzaku or Death Note with uh, Light and L up until L died and you know just like kind of Naruto like once L was dead like it became a lot less interesting not to say like Nier and Melo were bad characters it just they didn't have that they didn't drive the story the same way as L and Light or even um, um, Makashima Shogo and uh, Kogabi Shinya in uh, Psycho Pass, you know, they, especially once you saw like both characters start getting developed around like episode eight, like that's what really pushed the show forward. It became, it didn't become a crime show, it became a psychological thriller. Which was was interesting. Exactly. But you can't take away Naruto's place on like the anime career. career. No, no, absolutely not. It's It's, it's brought a lot of people into anime. Yeah, like I don't know if it's the, Dragon Ball is still like the godfather of Shonen. Yeah. But Naruto is, I don't know what you would call it. The dad, uncle. I guess. The cool uncle. Because a lot of (laughs) the shows that are successful now, it's like they derived a lot from Naruto, right? They just just avoided the problems of Naruto. Hero Academia. Yeah, exactly. It's like they took like what Naruto did wrong Mm. and then they just expanded on the things that they did well. Yeah. Because as they know, my hero, they they don't waste any time. Yeah. So. And they skip fights that you don't like. You know when they're doing the 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 sports festival, like they skip the fights that you don't care about. They know you want to see, and they dedicate a whole episode to Todoroki versus Deku. But then, like you know, um, the rock guy and the steel guy, they're just like and Tetsu Tetsu, like they it's like a, a few second fight because you're just like I mean it's kind of interesting, but you don't want to see a whole episode on it because. And that's the thing with my hero too. It's not like it has the best like fight choreos ever. Yeah, you know it's like. Um, it's just more so of like how the characters interact with each other mm. so it, it makes it interesting because right now that's kind of like uh, the main like I guess shonen titles would be what My Hero Attack on Titan Black Clover well Black Clover is like it sucks because it's like apparently it's really good later on mm. so I don't know if I haven't watched enough to give my possibly uh, Demon Slayer I think it's going to be really good so far personally like, yeah. uh, it feels like a new age new Asha I feel like it borrows a lot of like um, the main villain rise of like Naraku like, the main character used to smells like a new Asha the fight sequences are, like, are kind of similar to new Asha in a mm. sense and just to feel obviously it's Edo Japan mm. like they fight demons it's, mm. like, the, the monk guy kind of reminds me of Moroku like, mm. like, not to the extreme of like the lecherous monk but mm. it sounds like the exacerbated character so mm. like, they draw like, like I feel like it borrowed a lot of influence from mm. so it's like so it's enjoyable okay okay so um, yeah what's the other show too that is the Seven Deadly Sins is always an interesting I forget one because it's like um, mm. 
it's it's not like exactly a new title, but at the same, it's like it's in between. I find like seven days scene. It's really good. Mm-hmm. I think it recently ended the manga. No, I think they kind of correct me if I'm wrong. I think they kind of yeah. I think it's like it, apparently it's in, it's in, it's in, it's uh, coming. It's a very it's at its conclusive state now. I think it's at the end or if it's ended. Yeah, it's ending. Think. Yeah, like it's conclusive, but it hasn't concluded yet. Yeah, so it's like that's a that's an interesting one too because it has I like the premise yeah. of Seven Deadly Sins, mm-hmm. so I didn't enjoy the second season as much as I did the first season, mm-hmm. but at the same time it was the second season it wasn't bad, mm-hmm. but and I find sometimes they they fall into tropes too. It's like they mm-hmm. uh, there's some things that they don't like that whole tournament arc was unnecessary in the second season. Yeah, so and, and, you know there was always a tournament arc for some reason. Like, <laughs> so all things they couldn't they could have skipped. Yeah. But at the same time, it, it's still interesting. Yeah. Because you know, they have interesting characters. Yeah. And it's kind of like the I like kind of what the, the the plot and kind of the ideas that they kind of try to get into. Yeah. So, that's an uh, interesting title. But anyways, back to like your original question of like forgiving yeah. forgiveness and loving the people you hate and can you what is it can you love. Yeah, can you love the people that hurt you? Yeah, I, I mean, you kind of like I said, like you're you have you've really given a lot of interesting perspectives on it. Where like you're even talking about you know how One Piece handles character death really well, and I mean, think going back on the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they handle character death death really well. Where you're seeing these characters evolve and you're seeing world building once again, and that really gives a sense of like I can connect with this character, and it's like oh, if this if I can connect really well with this character because they have all the they don't just remind me of myself but they have the different depths to myself they have the different gray areas i can connect to them more where they can forgive or they can let go or they can move on from that and i think maybe that's what once again kind of like what naruto was lacking in a sense in the sense of like that death especially when it became a dichotomy between naruto and sasuke it just became harder to relate to them because you had to relate to them through the other like you relate to naruto you had to relate to naruto through you know kind of like his relationship with sasuke and having a sort of sasuke in your life where it's someone that you want to help and all the other characters are influencing Naruto on how he decided to move on through those characters for the sake of Sasuke. Mm-hmm. As opposed to Nami, she was just like, you know what? Like, I understand why Jinbei and Arlong had so much anger. And Jinbei, Jinbei too, he's like, I don't hate humans, but I cannot, I, I refuse to. And it took him until the end of the arc for him to finally let go of that, that pain. When it came to uh, Fisher Tiger dying, because he's like, I don't hate people. Like, I mean, he helped Luffy, he yeah. saved Luffy, and and he got uh he got a ch- he got his own chest injury too from saving Luffy during the Marine Ford arc. But those that Luffy's a set of the same species that caused that caused Fisher Tiger to die, and that really added a lot. And he, Fisher Tiger and Nami are not even the main characters in the show. Yeah, and it's the thing about these very so many subplots, and that's why it keeps it interesting. And they tie up their plots very well. Exactly. Whereas Naruto, the problem with Naruto, it's like. The subplot got really convoluted. It was even a subplot. <laughs> well, it's like because it's like Naruto. It's like, there's that whole him retrieving Sasuke and all that. Yeah. And, uh, oh, although yeah, yeah. Naruto was interesting until like, because the whole like the, who the masked man was up until all was like it was like a driving point for a while. You know? Yes. It's like who's that guy? Like who's the person Akatsuki? Like yeah. you had that mystery for a while, but then when you found out, it was like. And it was like it was so like we it's like we expected so much for like who's this masked person? Like, yes. it, There's too much of a lead up. Yeah, to for it to just be Obido is very. Which the thing that people are like oh it's Obido and it's like oh is it Obido? And you're like oh I don't know if it's Obido. Yeah, it's like and then he's like guys yeah, simple, right? And then he's like no it's Obido. And it's like wow. Maro's actually the other guy. What? Yeah, 
And then how Marta was not the... I didn't like that Marta was that not was the pilot. That was horribly done. Like, the, the, the rabbit queen just comes and she's like, yeah, I'm taking over now. I know what? they kind of said, like, it's, a, they're, it's supposed to be a build-up for, like, Marta to set the plot, but it's like, it ain't really, like... So, I, 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 could, I could live with Marta being the final villain, because at least, like, they mentioned, like, he was kind of hinted from the start. He was from the start. Like, even, like, since Naruto and Sasuke fought, you know, in the valley of the end, you saw Hashirama and Marta, you're like, oh, who is this guy? You know, that's Hashirama, but you don't know who the other guy is. And, you know, they led up to it and they start talking about Madara and what Madara could do and what how Nadra was the father of, like, the Sharingan and the Mount Gekyo and the Eternal Monks. That's, that's pretty much it. That's Honestly, like, that that really gave me a lot of ideas in terms of understanding, like, in sense of forgiveness. I think people very, very much can. People can find the capacity to do so and they can move forward with that. Uh, I think they just need... It just needs to be the right story to convey the possibility of forgiveness. I don't think those characters are not feasible. I think people just need to see the depth of those characters and how they move forward in ways that they can connect with in terms of struggling and, and, and dealing with the gray areas in terms of their lives and their person and that people can f- find ways of connecting with that. I mean, if they're able to do it with Naruto, with, sorry, with Nami and Jinbei, they can easily do it with, with Sasuke and Superman and so on and so forth. And Steve Rogers in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. And technically Clark Kent too in the DC Cinematic Universe too. Yeah. yeah. I see that. That's pretty much my. Uh, Alright, well, that's it for us on Black Nerd Talk talking about Naruto and Sasuke and, you know, the idea of forgiveness. We out. Peace. Bye bye.